Good afternoon and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, May 6th, a rainy and gloomy day here in Chicago, which is a great analogy for the crypto and stock markets right now, which are all doom and gloom. Everything's tanking. People are wondering, are NFTs next? I've got Brett Richie on with me today to talk through all of that and recap a crazy week in NFTs. Brett, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm jealous of that weather. I like rainy and gloomy, and I live in Vegas, so we don't get a whole lot of that. Uh, of course you do. Um, but we've got a great show lined up for today, folks, on the docket for today. We're going to start with other deeds, talk about last weekend's Met, the fallout this week, and did Yuga kill the market? Um, then we're going to talk the beans reveal, whether or not that was bullish or bearish. Then the, the phantom network and reactions to their roller coaster week of price action here. Then we'll switch into our weekly market movers from taking a look at the lucky trader board. Then we'll include the late breaking doodles announcement and reactions to that. Then we'll check in on art blocks and ask is art blocks back from the dead? And then we'll finish the show today talking some a few upcoming drops. Sound good? Let's do it. All right, let's jump in. First on the docket, we have to talk about other deeds from Yuga Labs. We'll fire up the screen share here. This was the Super Bowl event for NFTs. We talked about it. We broke it down last Friday on the show. Had to say the initial reactions, it was a disappointing drop. So let's first kind of start with what happened. So it was immense of 55,000 of the NFTs Saturday evening at 9 p.m., 30,000 went to the board apes and mutants, and then 15,000 held, uh, held to the side. What ended up happening was a three-hour-long gas war Saturday night to mint. Everyone had to essentially use at least five or 6,000 guay, which is effectively 1 to 1.5 ETH purely in gas. Um, so what, what amounted to 2.5 ETH NFTs, people ended up having to pay about 3.5, 3.75 on average. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of the, the rookies or folks who are newer to NFTs weren't uh, efficiently or sufficiently prepared for a drop like that. A lot of them lost money on failed transactions. Um, and ultimately, the, the drop was also heavily botted from those who bought several KYC accounts. Um, so some it was a pretty bearish general reaction Saturday night. But then Sunday, people kind of put all of that aside, pre-revealed the floor of the other deeds march all the way, I want to say, to 7.5, close to 8 ETH or so. Um, ahead of the reveal Sunday night, then the reveal happened, and then the, the floors have essentially been coming down in line with part of that rare lotto. And we've seen some tremendous high-end sales, and we'll cover those. Um, and then this week has been kind of a slow march down. So, Brett, a lot to unpack for this drop. First. What were your reactions? Were you happy with the drop mechanics Saturday night and kind of how that all went down? No, it was horrible. And, and Yuga should have known better. Um, I think one, one aspect is they should have never had a, two NFTs for wave one. Is, like they teased that you could have up to five waves in that email. Like that's just clueless. 
Uh, like it got sold out in wave one. So I think A, it should have been one NFT max instead of two. It doesn't really mitigate the gas necessarily, but at the very least, it would have helped some people that got shut out get in. And again, the people that bought it and bought KYC wallets, um, you know, they're all maxing out everything. They're using flashbots, so they can't even get rugged by the guy. Um, you know, there's people that got hundreds of these. There's one guy that bragged on Twitter that he got like, I think 300 or something of these. So if you looked at like the metrics ahead of the drop, you could see it was oversubscribed just by like real wallets that were prepared. When you add in, obviously there were flash, but we knew about people doing it. Like it's like, it's not, it wasn't some big secret. Yuga obviously knew they didn't care, right? They just, they were going to like, that's the biggest concern to me is that Yuga had to have known how this drop was going to go and they didn't care. So that's like the red flag I see. It's not that it was incompetence, like they had to have known. And, mm -hmm. and so that's even worse to me is that they didn't care. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I certainly had bought in to that concept of waves. And I inferred from that, that the drop wasn't oversubscribed. We thought and we <laughs> might be getting in on the third wave. Right. You now we're getting 10 NFTs each maybe. Yeah, clearly it was just hopium in hindsight, but th they led us to believe that. And there was absolutely no reason for them to even come out with this wave concept when but they- By the they day of, we knew numbers. that was out the window. Like right. by the time the drop happened, I was like, it's going to be two. Like we're, you know, with gas. Yeah, we, we knew it was going to be two and then a gas war. And it was the, the wildest gas war we've ever seen. I, I want to say over a hundred million- burning gas some yeah it was over 100 crazy million burns, number. which is just like um i don't want to say incompetence like but they had to have known and so there's better ways to structure it again i think one max is better than two you can still do the KYC. you could even do a raffle okay raffle, of these kyc wallets and then you have some window to buy like was it that big of a rush to sell it out why don't you have hey you're in wave one you won the raffle you have a day to buy one and then when, whoever doesn't, okay, now there's another raffle or, you know, or something like that. And um, you could even have it, the, the second round, you could oversubscribe it by a bit. So it's going to be a bit of a gas war, but you would be sell out and be done. Um, there's way better ways to structure it than what they did. I'm with you. So let's talk about price action a little bit. So I mentioned pre-reveal got to about 7.8. You'll see we're showing the, the activity chart here. The average sale per day is still like 9, 10. Uh, on average, and that's because of two factors, the rares in the set, as well as the CODAs. So we haven't mentioned CODAs yet. Uh, the one thing Yuga was informative and trans not transparent, but uh, that they communicated well was about CODAs. Um, and I want to say it was Sunday, they released information about the mega CODAs, which it was the highest serials, the 9,900 to 10,000 serial CODAs are considered mega CODAs. Um, that created a huge top-end market for the CODAs. I think those are going for anywhere 100 to 200 ETH plus. The CODA floor on Sunday was around 28 and liquid. It's since dropped a bit. It's closer to 20, 22 now at the time of our show. Um, but that definitely made for a really nice rare lotto. And anyone who minted and got a CODA was ecstatic with the mint. And then anyone who, who didn't, uh, less so i think maybe the group that got burned the most is people who bought the bayc or mayc tier land so yeah they BAYC did. tier land was 35 ETH and liquid on secondary pre-reveal and the mayc was like 15 ETH and liquid 
And then this kind of goes into my next question, but Yuga hasn't said anything about how the different tiers of land, the sediment, how that matters, how the artifacts or resources matter. And all those floors have collapsed without any additional information. Uh, I want to say the BAYC is like 10 ETH and the MAYC has basically fallen to the floor. So do you think Yuga should have announced something? Are you surprised by how little they've said this week? Comms have never been their strength, right? They, they like to be mysterious. And when you, when you reach that sort of blue chip status, uh, you can get away with a lot of that. And so, you know, to their detriment, sometimes um, they, they're very limited with their communication. But realistically, I don't think they know. I think they just winged it. Like, let's do the sale promise of some game. Like, they're not even, they're not even a, like a technical team, right? They're outsourcing development to Animoca, uh, maybe some other companies also. But I, the, the real truth is, I don't think they know. I don't think they have the game mechanics built. Like, I think it's, it's like, let's sell the land and figure it out. Um, and like, I don't think they secretly have this, this great plan of the game and it's all mapped out and like, here's what the land's going to do. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you can adapt, you can sort of, um, you know, like a lot of things change in the space. So you don't need to be like married to a plan. So I'm not even saying it's a bad thing that they haven't announced it, but I don't, I don't think they're sitting on it. I don't think they know. Mm. Which is probably a bad sign for at least for near-term price action. Look at what Animoca's built. Like if you can find one game that you want to play in their entire library of games, you, you found one more than me. Yeah. I think that's a big part of the bear case for this is, you know, what kind of a fun or successful game are people going to have to pay 10,000 to enter? So there's a lot of questions on, you know, what, what's a fr the free component versus, you know, what are the landowners or deed owners, what's going to be their role in this. And it just boils down to a lot of unknowns. And with a hundred thousand supply with a potential bear market in front of us, it's kind of hard to see the bull case in the near term for what's going to drive buyers to the set. Um, but we have to say, there are some bulls out there. Uh, what, yeah. Two days ago, someone unloaded about uh, a thousand ETH across some of the rarest plots of land. The, the plots, I want to say it was the plots closer to like the, the founders yeah. circle on the, like the, the serial the number map. zero to a hundred or something are on this Island right by the center founders plot. And those actually were correlated to the board ape serial number. I thought it'd be randomized, but like if you had board ape number five, you got the plot like right next to the, uh, the founder now the traits were still random so you mm -hmm. could have like a floor land but the location theoretically would make it more valuable but again i'm pretty bearish that like this thing is gonna uh get developed and be fun to play anytime soon yeah tend to agree so let's talk about mark uh overall impact to the market so we're going to show quickly the the dune analytics dashboard uh you see here sunday the day after the other deed so we haven't talked about what how much ETH they've traded. They've traded 230,000 ETH Crazy. here in less than a Crazy. week, which is just an absurd number. I think they're seventh all time. They've passed Azuki's now in just a week in their lifetime revenue, uh, which is absurd. It was a blow-off day and blow-off weekend for the NFT market. We are absolutely going to uh, finish out here the biggest single week in NFT revenue history. Um, and May, if we don't go straight to you know, a terrible bear market may is on pace to being the highest performing revenue month in NFT history as well. And this week um, also is with essentially disaster in the traditional markets and then crypto kind of caught some tailwinds of that also. So I think had like the markets been reversed and like S&P was pumping, 
this could have been just like the crazy, like glorious days. You wake up, everything's up 20%. You know, those, those, those times are very fun when they happen. Uh, so I think this volume is really good considering the bloodbath all around us. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is NFT market is so new. No one knows, you know, how it's, NFTs are going to react to uh, a crypto bear market. If the NFTs are going to drop, if liquidity is just going to go to zero. Certainly we've seen some overreactions like Keyboard Monkey and some of his crazy trades in the last few days. Um, I, I think the... I can lay out a bear case and a bull case. I'm curious for your thoughts. So bear case is Yuga Labs, other deeds was kind of a disaster. Um, it, it didn't attract the new money from like on the lower end rookie buyer scale that we thought it would. Yeah, they, they got probably got burned. Um, anyone who minted was profitable right away, but anyone who's bought on secondary pre-reveal is likely down. Um, anyone who's bought on secondary in the past week is likely down as well. Um, and of course it was a huge primary raise. Um, so there's some money out of, out of the ecosystem and with general sentiment that kind of takes us down. A lot of the, the blue chip projects have kind of had their recent announcements. So there's not a ton in the near term to look forward to. Um, the bull case that I see is, you know, we just had Moonbirds smash the single day record at 50,000 ETH three weeks ago, traded in one day. And then Two weeks after that, other deeds came in and totally smashed that record. So clearly there's a lot of new money in the space. Clearly there's a lot of money on the sidelines ready to react. We're going to talk about Phantom Network here in a, in a minute. Phantom Network is a new project. It traded 17,000 ETH in a day and a half. These are numbers that are we were never even close to even a few months ago. Yeah. Um, so that's my bull case is that there's still a lot of money. There's a lot of interest. I think there's a lot of fun still getting into the space here. Um, I'm curious, do you, do you lean a certain way here, at least near term or, or long term on the NFT? I, I actually, I don't think other side really took that much of, like out of the ecosystem, because I do think, as you said, there's a lot of outside money. I think a lot of the secondary buys, a lot of this is outside money that, that was sitting there. We saw with Moonbirds. Uh, and then if you even look at the sort of blue chips, right, with, with all of this money going into the Yuga land sale, they held up like quite, quite well, I would say, um, mm -hmm. in, in the face of this like, uh, massive liquidity sucks. So I think there's a lot of money on the sidelines coming in, as you see with the Phantom. Um, like NFTs are getting bigger, right? You have, you have funds being raised. And so people need to deploy them uh, within a certain time period when you raise a fund. Uh, I have no idea, like this total size of the funds raised, like that's kind of, that's a bit murky, but like it's it's more than it was a month ago. It's more than it was six months ago, right? There's, there's more money like that coming into the space. And then again, you have more... Um, I guess like normies are like you're on the sidelines long enough and then eventually, you know, more people start trickling in. So I think in general, um, obviously there's more money, there's more interest coming into NFTs. Uh, there's also more supply, like there's new stuff coming out. So that doesn't mean that like our bags from 2021 are going to like finally have their glorious day. Now that these new people are here, they don't care. Yeah. Right. They're going to look at the new shiny thing for the most part. Um, so it's still like a very tricky game to trade. But overall, yeah, it's the volume and new entrants are up. Yep. I will continue to be for the foreseeable future, I think. And that's a big reason why I'm still uh, a big NFT bull. All right, let's switch to our next topic, beans. So one of the most anticipated reveals in the past month, the new sidekick to the Azuki collection. Um, we finally got a glimpse of these yesterday. They passed the cute test 
Um, they did some, the, the team did some pretty innovative concepts uh, with this. Let me pull up the thread and maybe see if we can, can walk through this. So yesterday, noon Pacific, we got the beans are here thread uh, with uh, a glimpse of them, the different types. So I think there's like a dozen different kinds of beans to set characters. Um, and then there's three things that you can do with them. So one, you can pair it with an Azuki if you own one and your, it'll actually change the image uh, of your NFT. It'll go on the shoulder. Then they announced the selfie mode on their website where you get a zoomed in view uh, of the bean itself. And then of course you have just the, just the image itself. Uh, so three views. So I thought that was fairly, fairly innovative. Um, the initial price action was, I think, to be expected. So the floor is around six. The This market prices in the rare lotto very efficiently, in my opinion. And we've seen some top-end sales. We saw a 90th sale, 70th, 80th sale. But then the floors have since dropped to closer to four. So I'm curious uh, for your initial reactions, takeaways from the beans reveal yesterday. I think it was fine. I think it was probably what people expected. They they really don't do it for me. Like I get it's a play on Azuki or whatever, um, but four ETH for this is like I would. There's so many other things I would buy before this. Um, I just don't get it. I'm boomer. I don't know it. Uh, I it's this is not for me. And then again, Azuki at that price is not for me. I know like it's great team or whatever but um you, there's other projects at that price point at both price points i would like but i do like the azukis a lot better than this i don't i don't think this is this is that great to be honest so that's fair just for uh, me though like i get the more like i'm not saying um the market's wrong i just that's only my personal opinion right no and i totally get that and of course take everything i say with the grain of salt because i'm a decent azuki bag holder and, and beans holder here um, I think one of the more exciting parts of this announcement was kind of buried here in the, like the fifth or sixth tweet in the thread. So they just announced, uh, they just welcomed Rahito Harayama as an advisor to their team. He was former CEO of Sanrio. He helped build global brands like Hello Kitty, um, which is just, you know, a huge name in the space. They kind of gave us a glimpse in the soft reveal of kind of where they were going with this beans concept and like the emojis and the stickers um, and then I think this, this selfies concept is really showing that direction in, in the viewpoint here and their vision. And, I mean, it, it has Hello Kitty vibes all over it. And that clearly was, had a huge market. I don't know whether or not the Hello Kitty market translates to NFT market success or not. Um, but I definitely understand the vision. I think this was certainly uh, a pretty big name hire and it was fairly kind of buried. And he's just the, he's an advisor. I mean, I, I think it's yeah, it I keep could be higher, cool. Yeah, it's advisor. It 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 it's like the range of outcomes there is wide. I think the mm -hmm. the best thing it shows to me, right, is that the team the team cares, right? They're deploying um the capital they've raised. I'm not saying they're necessarily paying this guy, but uh however their deal is, like they're willing to like use their treasury to expand the project, right? The awareness. Like we've seen some other projects where they kind of raised the cash, especially like Azuki, they raised, they made a lot of money quick. Suddenly you don't care as much. So I think that that's like really bullish um, for the teams like this, that, that reach that level of like, wow, we basically are like set for life as founders from this. We just, you know, made eight figures probably uh, each in like a short period of time. And we're still going to keep pushing this thing forward. 
So that that is a good sign to me. And uh, like the LA culture, like that, that obviously is where NFTs have really resonated lately. Mm-hmm. Those those um, that kind of environment. So I think people with experience in that space can help uh, the project keep going. So yeah. Yeah, and I'm curious what this means for Azuki's, right? So Azuki's ahead of the reveal this week had, had actually marched over 30. They're sitting around 31 uh, in the wake of other deeds. I think we saw some rotation from the Coda sellers into some of the other blue chips. Um, and then I think the crypto market crash here in the last two days has kind of drugged down the, the blue chip index in general. So Azuki's are sitting at 25.5. Um I think that the bull case is if you really liked what beans was, it reflects on the Azuki team, but a potentially short-term bear case is, okay, they just had a big drop. They're probably not going to have another announcement here for, you know, the next month or two. So does that mean the price is just going to chop or go slowly down in this attention and announcement driven market? Uh, so do you subscribe to one of those opinions? I mean, it depends, right? It, it, like board apes, you would thought you took the dog out of the board ape, they kept running. You took the mutant out of the board ape, they kept running. You took the ape coin out of the board ape, they kept running. So um, I think the story is yet to be written on, mm-hmm. on what it means. Like if you, for the people that do believe like Azuki could be the next board ape, could potentially flip them or something. This is, this is a good entry point, like, like four for the beans, right? The mutants were three or four for a while three, four, five for a month or something, right? And then they ran to 25 and you got, uh, I don't know how much ApeCoin, I think like 40K worth, 30K, like a mm-hmm. good amount. And then they hit 32 or something even after that. So um, I think like the playbook is there. It's just, you know, how high are they going to rise? I don't know, but, you know, I do think Bored Apes will get toppled at some point same as punks did same as whoever topples them probably gets toppled too uh i don't know whether it's suzuki or not but if you think they have that upside i mean that that's still quite a bit of room to run yeah definitely agree overall my closing thoughts on this one i like the beans i I thought that it was innovative how they had the three different views and i think overall this will be uh, a net win for for the team but hard to predict the the near-term price action in this market all right, let's go to our third uh, top agenda item here with the FAM network, PXN Ghost Division. It is sitting here about a day and a half since its pre or its public sale. It's holding a 3.5 floor. I think the bigger number here, and I alluded to this earlier, 17,000 ETH traded here. Um, we talked about this. We highlighted this as an upcoming drop last Friday. This is a product kind of resonated or stemmed from the Nano Pass community so this is a pfp project ten thousand supply they've got a big vision roadmap um components of that include this kind of web3 version of ebay um they've got tokenomics and a token that they're planning to roll out um as well as a good amount more with this whole ghost program so it was a pretty heavily anticipated mint they did this new style which is run the public Dutch auction first and then your, your white list sale second. So they did 40% of the supply at a two ETH Dutch auction on Thursday night. And it sold out on the gun. The floor ripped from two to four and then crashed back below two. 
um, essentially overnight in the first 12 hours of trading. And then we had the whitelist sale last night, floor dipped to 1.8 and then ran to 3.6. So uh, this is one you've been watching. I'm curious for your reactions to the price action. Are, are you staying in this one for reveal? Just kind of general sentiments on, on the project. Yeah, so I bought I bought one of these. I wasn't that uh, interested, I think, but um, I went to Mint. I didn't get to Mint. And then it started running that night, right? Uh, and I was like, um, I actually went to buy at three and I got, I clicked from the official feed and I, I ended up on a scam NFT and that just kind of like scared me off. I was, cause and there, they, that scam collection raised over 200 ETH. It somehow snuck in that official feed. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to deal with it in the morning because like, it's just really tilting. If you, if you buy a three ETH scam is mm -hmm. like, that's, that's going to put you in a bad mood for a while. And, uh, and then it ran to like four and a half. And I was like, well, it just got away from me. And then it came way down the next day. Uh, so I bought one at like 2.35. And then I was going to buy one or two more. And I just, whatever, I didn't do it. And then, uh, and then it ran back up. And um, I think that uh, I'm going to hold, I just have one. I have an interesting serial number, 99. So it's like, I don't know if that is a thing or if it matters, but like, um, I'm going to, I think I'd rather hold that through reveal because it may carry some extra value than, than just a random serial probably doesn't matter, but it might. Yeah, no, I think in general, holding through reveal makes a lot of sense with the rare lottos that are on the table in this market. And clearly there are plenty of people who are ready to pay 50, 70, hundred ETH for the top end and big name sets. Clearly the hype is here. 17,000 ETH traded in less than two days. Uh, so I'm pretty confident there will be a, a nice rare lotto on this set. Uh, of course, the risk there is if you get floors, you, you know, you're probably going to lose one or two ETH right off the right off the gun there if you can't exit fast enough. Um, but I'm kind of curious your re reactions of this new Dutch auction style where we do the, the public sale first and the whitelist second. Uh, another product that we're going to highlight later on, the Mindblowns did something similar and I'm curious if they're all going to play out with this price arc where it, we see a temporary spike for those who can't, who didn't get into the Dutch auction. And then it just tumbles until the rest of the supply comes out. Because in this case, it was 40% was in the public sale and then 60% whitelist. So do you think this is a good style, bad style, or just a, a new one that we need to react to? I didn't mind the style. And by the way, on their Dutch auction, they gated it, right? They did a raffle to get in mm -hmm. the Dutch auction to prevent gas. So uh, I thought that was interesting, but, but with this style, my friend bought one of these. He didn't know that there was another 6,000 coming. He just saw the volume. Right. And it's like, well, this like, you know, you just see it trending everywhere and he just clicked buy. Um, but, but he didn't realize that, you know, 6,000 more were coming out at uh, what 1.35 or so average entry, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know. I was fine with it. I mean, it's, to me, it's, it was, um, we had all the info and, and it's up to us if we want to, you know, click buy or not. And yeah. And I do want to shout out there. I actually loved how they did the public sale. They basically prevented a gas war. Uh, I forgot about that part. So they, they basically did a, a raffle slash queue system live without telling anyone. So you had to get through the raffle, but if you did, you were able to mint for two ETH and very uh, with, with gas. minimal gas. So actually I thought that was great. Um, but I think you could do two. I, I, I don't like when they let you said it. Would let you do one. 
the high oh, tech, yeah. stop letting people mint two. do one only <laughs> it's better for everybody you know yeah i'm with you there um but i think that the impact of the style is the market is going to dip before the, the huge chunk of the second supply comes out so just be aware of that i think it'll be very surprising for anything to go up only from the low supply to the full supply so just pay With that volume, it kind of felt like it was up only, right? It hit 4.4 <laughs> ETH on I insane <laughs> volume. Yeah, you bought the top almost. Yeah. Not to rub it in. I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> I think you're going to be fine the way this is playing out. And then it hit like 1.8, uh, bounced back, and then now it's back to three and a half. Yeah, if you're listening, uh, so I, I love this product. I thought it was a great play at two. I got caught up in the initial buy action, and I was just chasing. I paid like 3.5 average for these how if i just would have went to bed and woken up i could have bought these for two and, and bought more so stay disciplined in your investing styles lesson learned here all right let's move into our, our segments uh, let's just take a, a quick look at the weekly board here from our friends at lucky trader um we've talked about several of these already just a monster number up top with the other deeds two hundred thirty thousand ETH in less than a week this product came out saturday night so it's, it's only been five and a half days um, so just absurdity in the wake, the board apes and mutants have traded 65,000. We didn't even talk about Elon. Elon changed his PFP briefly to uh, a collage of board apes, the Sotheby's lot for two hours. It sent the board ape community into a tizzy, the floor ripped back to like 120, 125 uh, before it became ultimately revealed to be a troll job. Um, we can keep that topic for, we, we can probably talk about Elon and NFTs for a while. Um, it remains to be seen if he's actually going to get in. If he does, it could be a blow off uh, for our market. Uh, but we'll, we'll take that back. But the board apes sit at 106 right now, down 30% from their highs. Um, maybe even more. Those were at 158. And then the mutants are at 23, down from 40, 41. Um, so essentially the land has come out and they've dipped even more. Things don't look great. Um, do you think these are a buy at these sale prices here at 106.23 for those who are in the market, or do you think they dip lower? Yeah, I wouldn't buy it. I mean, like a lot of the, the land came out, the ape came out, the mutant came out, the dog came out. I think it's going to be a kind of a quiet time. And now Board Ape, they, they've really like, they were great at marketing and shipping JPEGs, right? Building a metaverse in a game, like that's a whole different, um, mm -hmm. like, I guess, uh, problem to have or whatever. And that is a problem to have. I think, uh, I don't, you know, like, I think it's gonna be a quiet summer for them, right? They should, they're just gonna be building. And, and so I, I, there's way, I would rather split that hundred ETH. I'd rather get 33 of those phantom things. You know, I'd rather get five doodles. I'd rather get six clone X. Like there's a bunch of, um, plays I'd rather make with uh, 20 invisible friends, like uh, almost most other things I'd rather buy than that ape it's just so expensive and i don't see any kind of catalyst in the, you know over the summer that's gonna really reward that uh holding that ape the, the counter from the board ape community would be their roadmap 2.0 which i don't think the game was necessarily even a part of or the other side so there's still a lot they could work on but in general i'm kind of with you well land two is is i believe next on the roadmap the second land drop and that was uh, in August, I think in the leaked deck, but the first drop was March, I think. So you could look at that. It's maybe September. Then you have Mecha Ape coming along mm -hmm. with the Mecha Dogs. That might be October, November. 
that's just a long time to wait. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't short it. I sure as hell wouldn't short. Uh, I wouldn't bet against them, but I, I think for me, it's just kind of a stay away and, and uh, you know, yeah. put the ETH to better use elsewhere. No one's made money shorting the board apes. That is a yeah. fact. Beans we touched on. So doodles, let's, let's touch on it on this. Doodles made a big announcement here just an hour ago or so. So they are welcoming a new CEO, Julian Holgan. Um, I have not had a chance to, to learn much about his background yet, um, but they brought him in to work with uh, their other founders. Um, and then they, basically the announcement of an announcement, part two, in the coming weeks, we will introduce you to the next phase of Doodles, groundbreaking projects, transformative partnerships, and a full reveal of our vision and roadmap. And oh yeah, next Thursday, a mysterious device will drop into the Doodles universe. So they're hinting at an airdrop the market liked uh, this announcement. I want to say the floor was around 21, 21.5. Uh, it ran to 24.5. It looks like it's actually since come back down uh, to the high 22s. Um, but I'm curious for your off-the-cuff reactions to what we got from the Doodles team here today. I, I consider this kind of kicking the can down the road. I don't, I don't think it moves the needle. Like I think whatever your theory on uh, doodles was it's probably still about the same uh this guy julian was the president of billboard for the last okay. year a little over a year which to me kind of whatever i mean i'm not oh my god billboard but it's like that's also you know that's not nothing uh so i think that uh i don't know who the the ceo was it might have been poopy who started it i don't know who it was but um that's i i feel that's probably good to some extent and then the people were expecting the announcement today though so then you you also hit them with the announcement of an announcement still so i kind of seems reasonable that it's still flat um yeah. up small i think we'll see uh, may 12th is going to be a much bigger day a much bigger test for the doodles so i yeah kind of neutral for me i i think i think the market is priced in a dilutive airdrop at this point so the doodles floor was about 16 17 before they got wind of this announcement it's since up five to six ETH or so. So I think the market is priced the doodles airdrop right in that five to six range, which is right what with where Beans essentially was trading pre-reveal. Um, so, you know, if, if you're buying on hopes of the airdrop, just know that it's probably already priced in. Um, but, you know, who knows if it's a, a smashing success, it, it could still be a good buy. Um, let's go back to the board. Next on the list, ENS, ENS Mania continues 10,000 ETH traded in the Ethereum name service in the past seven days. 30,000 sales. They got their 1 million uh, ENS name minted this week. Um, so that ecosystem has just been a nonstop party. Let's take a look at a few of the premier floors. So this 10K club has spun up around the three-digit and four-digit ENS names. Um, we see their floors, 15 ETH to buy a three-digit. So this is like 123.ETH, trading at 15 ETH, almost $50,000. The four digits, 1234.ETH, 1 1.6 ETH floor. And then the five digits, your zip codes just minted out. Uh, I want to say yesterday, and now are starting to creep up. They're holding a 0.024. That is 100,000 NFT set. So we'll be very curious you know, how high that one could potentially go. Have you been following this reactions? Is this pure mania? Are these still decent entries for these? What's your take? I, I, my take is that some of them make a lot of sense. 
right? Uh, 212.east, New York City area code. 305, Miami, Board Apes, you know, like that makes a lot of sense. 8888, okay, but like a random 4836, I, I think it's, it's kind of influencers bought, I mean, that is what happened. Influencers bought it and created the narrative and chilled it mm-hmm. and it sort of mooned historically. Um, those kind of, I would say vaporware pumps typically crash after. I don't, I just don't see the value. Oh, it's your serial number for your punk. Well, why wouldn't you get punk 4826.eth? Uh, you know, I don't think that that really is some sort of bottleneck where people just want that number to go with their um, serial, unless one guy like really collects the same serial across all sets or something. Uh, yeah, I think it was a smart trade. Um, I saw it like I didn't, I didn't act on it. I didn't, I honestly didn't see this happening. And, but like I, when the four digits were still 0.25, I knew that ENS was blowing up. So it's just a missed opportunity, but I would never hop on here. Yeah. Fair. I mean, it definitely feels a bit like mania right now, you know, a bit like the wild art blocks run that came out of nowhere. That being said, I still love ENS. There's true utility in ENS names. Um, so if it's something that you're new to, definitely go explore it, get a name you like, pay a normal price for it. Um, they are, they're definitely useful. All right, let's get into, uh, our next segment. Let's just quickly look at the floors and I want to use this board. We've talked to the PFPs. Let's talk about art blocks for a bit here. Um, so art might be back. Autoglyphs, top of the board, autoglyphs are back to a 189 floor. They're, they're in the green on the month. We've got Fidenza's top art block project. It's back to 69, up 50% on the 30-day. Those were down to like 35, 40 prints. Um, yeah, we see the 30-day floor at 46 here. It's since been bought back up pretty pretty quickly. Um, what's next? We've got Ringers. Uh, so the Ringers are still 35. They're down 17% on the month. Let's do a few more. Elevated Deconstructions are at 21, down 24%. Archetypes. 13.5 are up 46%. And then the subscapes are up 27% to seven. Um, so nowhere near peak prices, but we're seeing some green back on the board. I guess, what are your thoughts, reactions to why this might be happening? Is this a single pump? Is this a rotation of value? Or does this kind of just make sense for where we're at in the uh, market? I saw an interesting theory that with the other side land drop, board apes now have more supply than art blocks. Um, which is like, because everyone was like, Artbox has too much supply. Uh, that's an interesting way to look at it. Uh, I actually mm. sold an Artbox factory for 0.4 yesterday, um, which the last sale in that collection was like three months ago. So that's, you know, I'll take it. You know, it's not a Fidenza, but like, um, I think that, you know, the, the, the rumors of Artbox demise are like, again, the supply isn't that crazy if you look at, um, board apes for example or, or some other um like ecosystem like pfps as a whole things like that and then obviously if you look within art blocks concentrated within certain sets i don't know how many fidenzas there are i think it's a thousand mm-hmm. it's not more than that so uh that's still a pretty small set um and right. i think the problem was generative art the mania the bubble just got so crazy and then the the supply is basically infinite not just within art blocks uh, and then the tools to create it are getting better. And so people got burned so badly. It's almost like the crash might've been too, too severe. Too far. 
you know, like at some point it's like, we get it. It was wildly overvalued, but at some point, like the pendulum swung too far to undervalued, at least in some of the sets. No, I, I like that theory a lot. And now we're, we're getting to the point where the market is going to be removed enough from that fallout, right? So it peaked in August, September started going down. Then like October, November were the bad months. Um, and then it's just kind of been slow, low liquidity. To me, I think it's, it's two things. Um, I think the, the high-end art blocks are always going to be there. Fidenza is going to be a great buy. It's going to be a coveted set. Um, for those who are long-term NFT buyers, it's, it's likely a safer play than chasing some of these PFPs. Now, of course, it, there's going to be some opportunity costs to that buy in the near term. Now, I think the other piece is whenever you pump this much liquidity into the market, there's always going to be a percent who were trading these ultimately with the idea to rotate back to, to art blocks uh, and, and other art projects. So when enough people bank 100 ETH and 200 ETH CODA sales, a few of those people are bound to buy art blocks, right? And, and we've seen dozens of sales that high. So I think that's kind of a combination uh, of what's happening. And those floors are thin. It didn't, it wasn't like a flood of buys that moved the Fidenza floor. It was like seven buys. Um, so it just kind of goes to speak to how these sets work right now. Um, so we'll keep our eyes on it, but certainly there, there's a shot that, you know, we've kind of seen that the bottom for these top end sets and maybe we're going to start turning up. Even the last curated drop, right? I don't know what it's at now, but it, I think it minted out at one and, and it was at 2.75 pretty quick. Oh, you wow. know, that, that was like, those were the kind of flips that were, that were essentially automatic last August uh, that we haven't seen a lot of lately. It's time to start paying attention to the curated drops again. And I'm one who <laughs> admittedly kind of fell off my radar after yeah, being, I, you know, a I, focus totally, I, I just, similar to Top Shot, I was like, I'm just completely done with this. But uh, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> so I actually have, there's, I'm going to go bid on some, there's some art box that I wanted back in the day. Uh, I'm going to go bid on now, see if I can sneak a cheap bid through. Nice. So I, I like that. All right, so last segment of the show, let's talk about some upcoming drops. So there's a few on my radar here. Um, in general, if you think we're going to a, a bear market, I think a good strategy is to try to grind, to get on whitelists, to find good products with cheaper entries, to try to get in, make you know smaller bets on these plays, um, you know, play it fairly tightly. Um, and there's a few that appear to be some, some decent shots. Um, so the first is this mind-blown universe nft product they actually did their first public sale for about 20 percent of the supply here this morning um, they caught my attention 300,000 followers on twitter always huge but you know we've seen that before the artist this tahila loss has got almost a million followers so this is big in indonesia uh, and that community they had their again their 0.69 dutch auction this morning sold out immediately, floor immediately ran to two ETH. And I want to say uh, it's back down closer to one now. I think there's a good chance this follows the same price arc that PXN did, where we see the initial spike, it comes down ahead of the whitelist supply. And if the demand is truly there, once the whitelist supply is out, we'll see the, the price go back up. I think there's a lot of attention on this one. There's not a whole lot of new mints kind of coming out. Uh, there's still a lot of liquidity in this market. So I think the time is still right and good for some new products to launch. So I think this is one 
to, to pay attention to was this on your radar any thoughts reactions to, to mind blowing or are you going to pay attention to the whitelist so i don't think so i didn't i didn't hear of it till this morning it's 1.13 now um i yeah i don't i don't particularly feel a need to uh hop in this yeah that's fair and it's not a cheaper entry anymore so if you're getting into secondary at one ETH, right that's definitely a riskier play um this next one, so BBRC, this is another one that just got on my radar here this morning. I want to say the sale is next Monday. Uh, they just closed their pre-mint raffle. I think it's going to be 0.12 or 0.15 to mint. So 0.12. fairly okay, 0.12 to mint. So fairly on the low end. It's got that art culture fashion narrative behind it. Again, 260,000 followers. I don't buy, but like a lot of that's bullshit. So I, I typically throw that out personally yeah it does feel like every product that mints now has two hundred thousand. they have more than cool cats like i just i'm not buying it at all so that's certainly something to be aware of maybe run the follower audits and and whatnot it's Um, not necessarily a bad thing but it's i wouldn't be like oh wow this has so many followers like it's a slam dunk you look at you can find a lot of projects that did instagram ads or whatever too that are 0.01 floor that have you know three hundred thousand followers on twitter too so we're scrolling down to give folks a, a sense of the images and the artwork. They don't have a website yet. I don't know a ton about the product. Certainly, I'll be looking into it a bit this weekend. Um, but this is one to watch if you're a mentor um, or a, a fast follower on secondary. Pay attention to this one on Monday. Well, what's um, that, good, too, about this 0.12 price, like, A, I did the raffle, so I hope I get that. You know, I don't think you can lose a whole lot buying it. Like, I'll gamble there if I get dusted, whatever. Sure. Uh, and then it also makes the secondary entry can be appealing because when, when buyers are 0.12, a lot of them, they might flip for 0.2, 0.3, 0.35. So if you do think it has legs, I'm with you. I haven't really looked at it. Um, you can also get in a, a cheap secondary entry, even if you're giving that the, the minter two or three X, um, you're still like, there's still a lot of room to run. Still there. upside. Yeah, definitely with you. Um, and honestly, I was, I was looking out at the schedule for the next week or two. There's not really a, a ton else. So there's going to be some room to run. I think the other big events to watch are going to be these reveals. Um, so Ragnarok uh, is, is going to have their reveal sometime. I don't know if it's been formally announced. I would expect it to maybe be in the next week. They just changed their metadata. So now you can see a, a new image here uh, of this person looking up. They've held a 2.7 floor pre-reveal, 32,000 ETH. This is ridiculous to me. A two-week for reveal, like once it's sold out, it should be like one or two days max to reveal. I don't care what the project is. Like, I don't like that at all. It's not just Ragnarok, just in general. That's a common thing. (laughs) I don't know if it's art's not ready, if if it's better for their secondary volume to like leave it pre-revealed. But once it's out, once the, the NFTs are sold, I think, in my opinion, you have two days max to do the reveal, period. I, I didn't hate how other deeds did it with, you know, a little bit less. Well, that was like 20, 20 hours or so. Yeah. Like, to allow people people, want, let's and, see what I got, man. I just gave you guys 10K. Yeah. <laughs> what I what I get. And then the other one is going to be PXN. Uh, so we talked, you know, a lot about that. But that'll be uh, certainly a highly anticipated one. So that's, that mints out tonight. So I'm hoping it's over the weekend. I'm not expecting it. I feel a lot of these projects do this week long nonsense. So I'll, I'll, I, I, I won't sell mine. I don't think I'm going to hold till reveal, but it should be over the weekend. Like you sold out. Let's go. 
Yeah, I'm with you. And then the other one is NanoPass is launching their avatars and the extension of their community. They kind of have adjusted their plans because PXN has a lot of overlap with their community. So I actually don't know if NanoPass is coming out next week. Um, that would be the other big one on my radar. So I uh, will look to cover up and follow up on these here next week. Brett, that's all on my list. Anything else you want to cover? Nope. We got it. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time this morning, for joining us also to our listeners and viewers. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next Friday to recap the weekend NFTs. Till then, stay safe out there.